Today on Out of Our Own End Zone, we talk some fantasy football with the hosts of the Fantasy Unclean podcast. Guys, take a second to introduce yourselves. Hi there, guys. My name is Rich Fiddler. Uh, I'm the host. Uh, you can uh, find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at FF Mechanic. I'm Scott. I'm Scott Robley. And uh, uh, I guess, I don't know, a little bit of background. We just like football and we like fantasy football. You can find me. I'm the, uh, I'm at fantasy unclean on Twitter. That's our most active spot, but you can find us on all everything. And I'm Kevin Carvel, AKA Frodo. Uh, you can find me on pretty much on all social medias by Hobbit's revenge uh, from Twitch to Twitter. Are you on Pornhub yet? No. No. Okay. So it's just the just the main social media. No, stuff. that would break the website. Okay, just a physical mass issue, or um, yeah, mostly because the camera adds like hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course our podcast is Fantasy Unclean. We are on iTunes. We are on uh, Spotify. Basically, all the places you can find us that you can listen to podcasts. Yeah, dude, we're happy to be here, man. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, super appreciated. All right. To start off, I'd like to ask you how your 2020 fantasy season went, and then what was your best fantasy season you can remember? So uh, my fantasy season uh, was a lot of ups and downs. I was in two main leagues. Uh, I had uh, my dynasty league, and it was my first year in this dynasty league uh, as being my one of my main leagues now, and it was absolutely awful. Um, I couldn't set my lineup to save my life. I had good, <laughs> good points on my team. I just couldn't yeah. ever set the right lineup. Uh, but then on my other league, uh, that is our other main league. I was leading it the entire way through mm-hmm. um, until the very, very end when I came up against Frodo and Elvin Camaro, when he absolutely went off and scored six, six touchdowns yeah. and Merry Christmas to me. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bad Christmas. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, um, and those same two leagues, uh, you know, I get I, look Frodo's in about a billion leagues. Um, no, I, 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 I've taken it down from a baker's dozen down to eight. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Then <laughs> you probably still have three or four more that you should cut off. But um, so uh, this was my first year in dynasty. So basically it was a redraft league. Uh, effectively and that uh, uh and i just I, I wiped the floor with the league i walked right through um and except then, for me and then and then and then got eliminated right at right at the championship so um like like most like most fantasy seasons it's just full of hope at the beginning then rage in the middle and then disappointment in the end unless you're frodo and i did well on all fronts on all fronts you yeah, did okay you did. In I, I did okay in dynasty i i, I finally wrangled them in um I, I think it's part of the pandemic uh, overdraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got bored and uh, ended up drafting into way too many dynasty leagues, but yeah. I pared it down. But I got we did our own first startup for that one. Um, our one shitty league has been in was it like ten years now? Yeah, I've been yeah, in it five. Yeah, that one's been going on a little over a decade now. I think because that started when I was working at Cycle Country. Yeah, it's like 13, 14 years now that yeah. we've had that one going. I think I took it over about ten years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, that one's that one's our that one's the main yeah. crown jewel. They invited me in about five years ago, and then I like like a like a a hole. I won it the first year, and then and which then, was you, like your best year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this past year was probably my most productive because I drafted well. I made good trades, even pulled off a couple. One really big one that was yeah. kind of questionable about, but um, me and Rich went head to head and. Uh, it was over by the first afternoon game. Yeah, yes, it was. It was, it was, it was, it was rough. I think uh, I think we've all had good seasons, bad seasons, of course. Uh, my best season was uh, 
possibly this year on dynasty just because i had so much fun trading that's my that's my issue is i just like the economy of the game um i just want to wheel and deal and make make things happen and i had bad picks to be to start the uh, a dynasty and so i so i just went all in on a couple of uh, on on a trade and um it, it it appeared as if i blew up my team to do this and yet I, I ended up with, um, you did well. I, I ended up coming out on uh, uh, really well on that one. So that was really fun. And considering that's how I like, even though I didn't get the championship, I would still say that's probably my most fun season that I've had. Yeah. And I've podium the last few seasons, uh, three, uh, four you years. Just ago. missed out on the three, four, feet. four years ago. Now I, uh, I had back-to-back championships, so that was nice. And then I've, I've been podium. On the podium since, but I haven't been able to get the crown yet. I thought I had it this Not year. Since we got the belt. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I had it this year, and then Frodo had to go and Camara me. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You got all Camara all up in you. Yep. I, I like three peated third place for like four years straight. Yep. That's yeah. true. That was a hard one. There you go. Uh, my season was pretty good, but then I got yeah. to the semifinals, and yeah. I played Juju Smith-Schuster when the Steelers lost to the Bengals, and mm-hmm. he only got like three points. Yep. And I picked up Russell Gage that week, and if I'd played him, I would have won because he got 17 points. Yeah, he had a good he had a good week. And Russell Gage is that guy that will that will disappear for three games, and then he'll come out of nowhere and throw up a 20 bomb, and and you never play him when you're supposed to, and it's it's brutal. That 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 type of be, that type of player drives me insane. And I have Russell Gage on my team, so I get you, man. I feel you. Yeah. And then my second league, um, I kind of, it went kind of bad, but mostly because I knew it was going to go bad because I saw Matt Ryan was available to draft. And I was like, yeah, I shouldn't draft Matt Ryan, but I still drafted Matt Ryan. Couldn't help it. Couldn't help <laughs> go after it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's when you, when you blame your mouse glitch and you just accidentally, I, I just I really clicked Matt Ryan. Yeah. 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 One of my biggest mistakes that I ever made was I, I had Peyton Manning the year that he had 55 touchdowns and that walked me through to a championship that year. So that was good. But the next year I drafted him way too early uh, thinking that I was going to recapture that same momentum from the year before. And of course, you know, he had uh, one of the most legendary drop-offs in uh, sports history. Yeah. Um, And so I I can't be too mad at him though, because he clearly got me my first championship, but dude, that was was rough. Yeah. Next just a banter question, but uh, what's your favorite your favorite NFL game you've been to, or your favorite that you've seen on TV? Oh my god, my favorite my favorite game that I ever watched was Seahawks and Packers. Uh, I think it was the <laughs> divisional game, and for three and a half quarters, Russell Wilson was just garbage. He threw like five interceptions, and um, and it was just bonkers that we were even somewhat in the game but there was about i don't know three minutes left in the game and we were down 20 something points and and sure as shit there was the most epic comeback ever um and then an onside kick that uh uh, that was uh not supposed to be played by the lineman uh uh you know in green bay who then got fired after this um uh, and so it was recovered by the seahawks and we came back and we moved on i think that was 2014 because I think that was the year that we lost the Super Bowl, yep. um, and that was so exciting. And so that that built the DNA of Seahawks are never out of the game. If, if Russell Wilson can throw five interceptions and still win a game, you're never gone. You're never done. Yeah, for me, uh, my favorite game that I've been to 
was one of the last games that uh, the 49ers had at their old stadium back in 2013. Candlestick. Yep. yep. And uh, it was it was the last home game, uh, and it was against Seattle. Mm-hmm. And it was the last time that they beat Seattle besides these, these last couple of years when we went on a major drought of not being able to beat Seattle. Or anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Or anybody else for a while there. Uh, but that was, that was a fun game to go to. It was cold as hell, but it was a lot of fun to be there for one of the last games at candlestick. Uh, I've only been to two pro- professional football games. Yeah. One was the dolphins. I'm a dolphins fan. I got to see them play the chargers when they were still in San Diego mm. back when Ronnie Brown was still their running back and stuff. Yeah. Um, was a big departure from when I went with my uh, brother-in-law at the time to a Raider game. Yeah. Completely different atmosphere. Uh, I pull into San Diego and charger fans move their barbecue and are handing me jello shots, even though I'm in dolphins gear, totally chill. And even after the game, like, Hey, good game. Like uh, not the case. Like I I, I felt like I should have brought my concealed. (laughs) Yeah. Vegas or uh, I guess not Vegas. It was, uh, uh, Oakland and San Diego. Yeah. That 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 was, that was a place to go, man. Oh Yeah. But uh, my, my favorite game I've watched on TV was, was I think, is a year or two ago, the Chiefs and Rams on Monday Night oh, Football. God, that game yeah. was it was the most, something. yeah, it was like 55 51. Yeah. And it was just the most entertaining game. Either that Terrible or watching decent, Rich's defense. heart melt while right. Philip Rivers <laughs> at Buffalo Wild Wings. That was yeah, pretty good. Too. Yeah, that was pretty good. What about you, man? Have you, uh, have you been to many games? Uh, I've been to like, oh boy. 10 or 11 Steelers games and then oh, two, yeah? two Browns games. Okay. Okay. Who's yeah. your team? Uh, I like the Steelers because my dad's from Pittsburgh, but I live in Cleveland. So a couple times people just gave us tickets to go. So. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I want to be on this podcast anymore. <laughs> about it. He has a fierce hatred for Steelers. I can't help it, man. <laughs> you guys took a Super Bowl from me, the first one. Uh, do you hate, do you hate okay. the Steelers more or Malcolm Butler? Steelers. Okay. Yeah. Steelers just as a franchise as a whole. Weirdly, I like Mike Tomlin a lot. Yeah. I don't like anybody else. <laughs> it's like I don't blame him for that. Chase Wait, he wasn't a, around it then. No, Chase Claypool's a lovable character. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> He'd be great if he was created. <laughs> like to the Seahawks. Not happening. But um, my favorite game I watched was probably this Steelers Bengals wildcard game in 20. 20- 16 yeah yeah where uh they, yeah they should have lost but Vontez perfect hit antonio brown high and then oh, that was that game joey yeah. porter are successfully argued and got the Bengals another 15-yard penalty so. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Dude. okay i All think right. that i think that hit was where antonio brown went down the crazy rabbit hole yeah after oh, yeah. that yeah yeah and then i will say my favorite two back-to-back games was in 20 20- 19 when the Steelers beat the Colts and then the Browns lost to Brandon Allen and the Broncos later in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause uh, you guys weren't supposed to make the playoffs, but you ended up leaking in, right? We, we would have, if they had made the rules this year that they did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yep. right. You were right on the outside. You know what? Didn't make the playoffs in 2018. My dolphins. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> no. Uh, you, how long has it been since the Dolphins have made the playoffs? Uh, I think they actually made the playoffs in like 2016, 2017. Yeah, the Steelers beat them. Card. Yeah. The Steelers beat them. 
Yeah. Oh, yep. nice. They didn't have <laughs> they didn't have Tannehill that game because he got injured. It was Matt yeah. Moore. Yeah, it it was. This decade has been a very like it is what it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fans are really flushing themselves out. I mean, like you know, you, you got to hang on through some weird stuff in the yep. middle to get to where they're at right oh, now, yeah. which is a legitimate organization, one of the most exciting in the league right now. Definitely the youngest. I, they just now added a player that's over 30. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. Like I forget. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. Do you realize that JJ Watt's two years younger than us? I'm not surprised by that. I'm, well, I'm older yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah, like so. half a dozen years younger than you. I couldn't, I couldn't believe I'm not it. Not that old. 40. I honestly haven't. You're 40? Yeah. You're 40? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I'll get to do the early bird dinner at Denny's before you do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to use your discount. Uh, yeah, no. So we've all, we've all, you know, that's the fun thing about football is you get the ups, you get the downs. Um, and sometimes they're just gut wrenching. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, next, what is your go-to draft strategy or players? If you had the opportunity, you would always draft. So, uh, pretty much our all of our go-to draft strategy, collective yeah, strategy. Um, is running backs early, quarterbacks later in the draft. Um, and when I say quarterbacks later, I'm saying quarterbacks like eight, nine, ten in that range of rounds, um, or later if you can find, yeah, you know or later somebody that's going to be sitting back there a ways. Exactly. If you're willing to take a chance on a guy that you think is going to come later in the rounds, even that, but we are all very much heavy running backs in the early rounds. There's Mm -hmm. always good wide receivers in the mid rounds. And then if you can snag one of the top few tight ends, that's always something that we're looking for. Yeah. I, uh, every once in a while, you know, you get stuck with uh, a draft pick at the end. Uh, Only recently when we switched to a keeper league, did we start actually retaining our draft order from the season before. Mm -hmm. And so now the fact that we're actually halfway decent at the game, um, we, uh, you know, I'm drafting in the seventh, eighth position now. And now all of a sudden I'm not able to go grab that running back that I wanted really bad in the top five when I was, you know, randomly, you know, we do a luck of the draw draft order um and so i i'd get lucky i'd hit somebody one of my top five running backs um and then uh be able to double up with a halfway decent rb2 mm-hmm. um i think last year the year before i had the ninth pick and i had to go i ended up going wide receiver wide receiver um with uh you know ninth and the 11th pick or something like that and it just i hated it the whole season was garbage i just tanked the entire season it was terrible yep. um just because yeah. you know my strategy suck. Yeah, like I I've I've only played with one strategy before. Yeah, the it like they both said, you know, we're RB heavy early. I'll 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 even do the first three rounds RB depending on where I'm at in the draft and 100%. if it's a pass catching back or not. Um I, I dread being in the middle of the draft, five, six, seven are yeah. are nightmares to try to pick at because you, you your your elite RBs are usually gone. Yeah. So then you're, you you got a chance at a wide receiver, but then you're you're hoping that your RB twos and but stuff. But then your RB twos are gone. Right. By the time so, you come back around, yeah. like this year, I'll be I'll be drafting what tenth. Yeah. At the turn, which I don't mind. I, I actually don't mind. At the turn, mind. you're okay because yeah. you get two high quality players. Uh, whether you're taking the you know the next best RB on the board or whether you're taking the two best wide receivers on the table yeah. or even a, a an elite tight end at that point. And yeah. like it, we're big on like I'm I'm looking at 
quarterback probably around 12, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll grab one and then that's it. I might even, I, I won't draft a kicker in I my draft. Last year, you actually didn't draft a quarterback. Was it last year or maybe it was somebody else that didn't draft a quarterback? No, I drafted, I, I had to draft it. I drafted a quarterback. I had Josh Allen. Okay. Oh, yeah. You picked him. Yeah. Um, yeah. You went after him pretty early. Not early, but you know what I mean? I think it's like 10th round. Yeah. But um, I didn't draft a kicker. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because kickers don't belong in fantasy football. They absolutely belong in fantasy football, and we don't have enough of Alex's time to get into that right now. But um, yeah, no, uh, the, the biggest deal is to stay flexible because uh, somebody else is always targeting your guy too. So um, it seems like you guys always go back and forth with taking each other's picks, um, and um, so you just got to stay flexible, have multiple plans. Um, Be and water, then, and then. Um, don't get caught up in, you know, if there's a run on QBs early, you know, in the third round or something like that, yeah. just stick to your guns, hang out for the back end. Cause uh, inevitably uh, five of the top 10 uh, quarterbacks are going to be picked in the 12th round. Yeah, absolutely. So, a player I, I, I always try to get a hold of is Alvin Kamara the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think I have shares of him on as many teams as I could possibly get him a hold of. Um, and I would reach this past year because I wanted Devontae Parker, mm. which didn't really work didn't out very work great, out, but, but yeah, you know, could have been worse. Yeah. I think um, for me, it's always, it's, it's less of a, uh, a specific player and more of a, a position. I always try to get a top five quarter or a running back. Um, if I can, if I can find a way to uh, uh, trade myself back into the top six or seven positions to grab it, I guess I feel like the cornerstone of a good fantasy team is a top five running back I believe wholeheartedly in that and um and so I I usually try to you know like I was talking about with the dynasty league I sold the farm just to go ahead and grab the number one uh no I was number I was I had the the top three picks and so I so I dumped like just a ton of picks into it to try and uh get into the top five and I did and it worked out well for me this time last time I tried something like that it didn't work out well so um you just got to stay flexible man yeah, and, and my my player that I've been going after the last couple of years has been Dalvin Cook. I've had him oh, pretty yeah. much every year for the last few years, and prior to that was uh, David Johnson until he totally fell off. Yeah, and he I won. Kinda, I, yeah, he absolutely did, and I just kind of switched from David Johnson to Dalvin Cook, yeah. and that's kind of been my cornerstone of who I've been trying to get every year because he's been later on in the first round until probably this year, and then he'll probably be in the – first half of the first round getting drafted in most places. So I'm a little bit worried about Derrick Henry this year. Cause he's a guy that I've targeted a couple of times now. And I'm a little bit worried about him because he's got so much mileage in him. Yep. So um, yeah. Yeah. That's about what we do. All right. Speaking of a kicker story, my uh, cousin was in a league and he was playing one of his friends and mm-hmm. my cousin had young ho as his kicker and his his friend had Rodrigo Blankmanship as his kicker, yeah. so they benched everybody and just let the kickers kick. Nice, nice, nice. They just played kicker to kicker. Yeah, like, that'd be a good. That'd be a really fun uh, fantasy bet or board bet next year. Is uh, one week that we go up against each other, we just have to go against kickers because these guys hate kickers in the <laughs> <We> league. <do. laughs> they absolutely hate that they have kickers in the league. The problem for them is that I run the league, so, <laughs> so we all except have in dynasty except they in dynasty. don't have kickers. Yeah, right. So uh, I just I look. My theory is I fantasy football is about taking as many elements of regular football and putting it into fantasy, and kickers are 
fucking horrible. Like sometimes you love them, sometimes you hate them, and the the best kicker in the world can have can can win you a week, and uh, the best kicker in the world can lose you a week. Yep. And that's why I like having them in fantasy football. Um, so fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What do you think the biggest mistakes or problems that occur slash happen during the fantasy season? Dude, there's so many. Um, I think. Uh, Weirdly, one of the ones that drives me the drives me absolutely up the wall still is uh, somehow every year, even in some of our most established leagues, people leave uh, players banked. Yeah. Um, you know they they've got they've got a player that's on IR. They've got a player that's got a bye week. They've got a player who's um, you know, injured in concussion protocol or something. They leave them in and they play them. And it's not one of those things where it's 50-50, Maybe they'll come back and win. You know and play, but. Um, uh, but, but that is just about the biggest mistake you could possibly make. Cause you're giving somebody else a win at that point. Right. Um, so that one drives me nuts in draft strategy. Um, I think it's player, uh, like player fixation as yeah. in like, um, you drafted a player pretty high, but he's not performing very well. Like yeah. Kenyon Drake was this year. I kept throwing Kenyon Drake in hoping he would actually perform to where I drafted him. He just didn't eventually I had to move on from him. Yeah. But it's hard to pull that trigger. Of Especially benching. on somebody that you drafted in the upper round. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, you get trade offers like, Oh, I can't let go of that guy. And then you, you later on, they just fall on their face and you wish you would have made it right. that trade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and one of the things that I, that I early on in, in in my fantasy football career, I would always put in whatever player was the um, highest projected points. Yeah, yeah, you just play the projection. And I wasn't really looking at the matchups, and I wasn't paying attention to the other statistics that may not actually show up outside of the projected numbers like if there was an injury on defense if there was uh an injury to another offensive uh weapon that Mm -hmm. is in front of your player or something like that somehow projected points the projected points algorithm seems to miss things every week right and so i've gotten away from even looking at the projected points i honestly do not care whether i'm projected to win or projected to lose mm-hmm. i go based on who what i think is going to happen in in that week and that's what i try to focus on cuz it that that's bit me multiple times um early on in yeah for in, sure. in fantasy mike clay has a really good uh, i think he's an espn writer um he's got a really good article that comes out every week that's the cornerback matchups and it and it and it tells you which wide receivers to look out for and which ones to target because of the, you know, the primary receiver is going to be on, uh, you know, the number one uh, uh, cornerback. So the open guy is always going to be the guy that you want to put in, whether it's a tight end that's unknown or whether it's a wide receiver two or three, that's all of a sudden going to be open because the shutdowns on number one. Um, Especially if you've got like one of your star uh, it's really hard not to wide play receivers, not to play Michael Thomas or right. not to play Julio Jones. But if he's going up against the best cornerback in the league and you've got this other guy who's got a really nice matchup, but is projected less on paper. Yeah. It may be a much better play that week based on the matchups available. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, another one is uh, like you, you, you don't win your fantasy on draft day. Oh, that's the that yeah okay. I, I take mine back. That was my that was my that biggest, was that's okay. my biggest one. That's your big yeah. That's my biggest anger. We we got <laughs> we got one guy in our league. 
never trades. And when he does Ever. shoot off a trade, it's like, like I, I want Alvin Kamara and here's my kicker and my defense. Yes. But, right. um, but it's the really good kicker and the really good defense. But yeah, it, you, you, you win your championship on the waiver wire, making moves. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you draft your team. Great. That's a good foundation. Now you'll, build off of it. You'll never draft your championship team unless it's Peyton Manning throwing 55 touchdowns. I totally take that one as I was not skilled, but I still <laughs> get the championship. Right. Screw you guys. I feel like my biggest problem, actually, it kind of fixed it last year, but yeah. was I wasn't drafting enough like running backs or the running backs were getting injured because I had like Leonard Fournette for two years and he was really good when he played, but he like never played. Yep. 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 And then ankle injury or something. Yeah. Yeah. Last year or two years ago, uh, it was at the end of the season, actually, it actually worked out pretty well, but I was literally playing Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I was playing both Broncos running backs. It's, Some teams that work. Sometimes yeah. you can you can play that. You know the Saints have been that way in the past. I uh, I made a run with Alvin Kamara and Ingram. Yeah, so yeah, it's uh it, it you got to play the team you have, but you got to try and evolve as you go through. Yeah, the season absolutely. For sure, for sure. All right, now we'll switch gears and talk about some picks in the upcoming draft. Just uh, what's your opinion on them, fantasy wise, and how uh what good do you think they'll do in your career their careers first off we'll start start off with trevor lawrence pretty much consensus though but he'll get picked by the jacksonville jaguars yeah i mean i i think that's a consensus i'm uh urban meyer came out of retirement because because they pretty much were going to get trevor lawrence um he's probably the best projected out of college since andrew luck and peyton manning yeah what's hard for me is it's there's so much talk about him being one of those guys that it's that there's not a lot of talk about his skill anymore. Like it was like he came in college. It, he was the guy to, to look for coming out. And so now when I'm looking at the projections this year, all I all I read about the dude is, yeah, he's good. He's real good. He's going to be the best. He's the number one. He has, everybody else. Yeah, he's the most polished. And in all he has the size, he's, I think, six, six. Mm-hmm. He's a. Big guy, athletic enough to scramble, has insane accuracy, yeah, and arm talent. And so he can push the ball down yeah. the field. Yeah. He 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 has I think he has a potential of being a mid teen, like 13, 14, 15. Like at the end the, year in, as the, at the end of the season, yeah. I don't think he'll crack top ten, but he has weapons. Yeah, and I wouldn't and, I wouldn't be surprised if he cropped tops 10 but uh cracks the top 10 but uh, look i can't project him to do that he's got to end up somewhere in the mid-teens just because it's so rare for a rookie quarterback to not only a rookie quarterback but one that is not really i mean he can but he's not known for scrambling and when it comes to fantasy scrambling quarterbacks are the ones that are going to get you yeah all all of your rushing points are are where you're going to get all of your huge stats from your quarterback so there when you have when you have your four or five teams that are always putting out big numbers with their quarterbacks, whether it's rushing or just a really high powered offense. Yeah. I don't think that the Jags are quite at the point where they're going to be that high powered offense. It's hard to know what's coming in with urban Meyer. You right. Know, that's the thing. And a lot of these elite college coaches have come in 
and falling flat on their faces in mm -hmm. the NFL. And so it's hard to know exactly what's going to happen there. I think that's why we're projecting them at a, at a top 15 um, and not a, you know, seven or eight, like Justin Herbert was, was right. this year. Right. Um, uh, we like the guy. We, we think that, you know, long-term, like in dynasty, I, I, he's. Dynasty and super flex leagues. He's going three. probably on uh, super flex. He's going number one. Yeah. Super flex. Number probably. One, but super flex is, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's going to be top five in most dynasty rookie drafts. Yeah. yeah. Next up, we've got projected number one quarterback, Justin Fields. I've seen projections for Lions, Denver, 49ers, and Falcons. Yeah. It, you, it's weird. With, uh, you know, the top two are pretty well defined now. Um, but Justin Fields is in the mix with, uh, you know, two or three other guys yeah. um, as the next one off the board. Which. It's, the 49ers. Five, four, Don't, five months. Well, four think? or five months ago, he was the projected number two mm -hmm. all like through all this last season exactly. for, for them. I fully believe this that Zach Wilson's camp has made a better impression than anybody else because yeah. they've done a better job marketing him. They put out some killer tape on him being mobile, even though he's actually hardly mobile at all. That doesn't mean he can't be. Um, but uh, he's got almost no rushing stats for the last couple of years compared to Justin Fields, who's a beast. Yeah, and he's so super athletic, but for whatever reason, the big th knock against him and what seemed to have dropped him from being the number two quarterback all the way down to, in some places, the number five quarterback off the board mm -hmm. um, has been supposedly he doesn't have the work ethic. Supposedly right. he's the type of player that is in the locker room uh, last and he leaves first. Yeah. So which when it comes to the NFL, you don't last long if you're not putting in the hours and it's absolutely. not necessarily just the fact that you can't do it. It's that your teammate won't be supportive of you or right. your team. Yeah. You know, if you don't own the locker room, then right. you're going to as a quarterback, Haskins. you have to. Yeah. Look at Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, 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 and Dwayne I think Haskins, that's been a Johnny lot of Manziel, I mean, these guys that come in with all the talent in the world and because they don't have the right ethic, they don't have the right attitude going towards it. Yeah. Um, you know, they end up falling by the wayside. And right. I, my hope is that Dwayne Haskins pulls it around. He gets a life coach or whatever he needs um, to uh, focus up again, because he could be a really good quarterback in this league, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Justin Fields will be a good quarterback. I'm honestly hoping to see him on the Niners um, over Mac Jones. I just don't see it with Mac Jones as much. I know yeah. that everybody is saying he's it's like the new refined. thing now. He's the refined quarterback and, and, and all this stuff. I just, I don't see it as much. And I would love to see a nice mobile quarterback on my team mm -hmm. that can actually push the ball down the field. So in a Shanahan system, that'd be so yeah, he Honestly, if he gets drafted, I would have no issue starting him. Yeah. If he starts this Justin, year, Justin Fields with the 49ers has the potential to be the biggest rookie quarterback this season. Yeah. And he also has the potential because of the alleged lack of work ethic to be the bottom, because this is a complicated system. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and all, all arrows point to Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback anyway this year. Um, so we don't know that for sure because right. Shanahan's notoriously secret, a secretive about it, but um, no, I like Justin Fields and I hope that the narrative on him isn't as accurate as it actually is. Uh, yeah, I, I watched his pro day on YouTube, and yeah. the art like he has a cannon. Yeah, 
I mean, and and what do you run like a four three nine or something ridiculous? I think if if Justin Fields does not go to the 49ers, the Patriots yeah. will trade up into number four and they will take him at the four spot. Yeah, they'll give up the house to get him. I think that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next we got rapid draft riser up the boards, Mac Jones from Alabama quarterback. Seen him projected for 49ers and New England. Yeah, uh, I think we all think that uh, uh, I think the feeling around here is that the 49ers are playing a little bit of smoke screen here and that they're going to take uh, Justin Fields, not Mac Jones here, uh, because Mac Jones fits the profile so well for Shanahan yeah. that I think we think that it's actually going to end up being uh, Justin Fields here. Um, it, look, uh, Mac Jones. I think we think the Patriots are going to take him and we think that they're yep. going to jump up into the Panthers spot um, to take him. Cause that's going to be the least expensive way to get a top three, top four, top five uh, quarterback is to take the Panthers spot. Especially since the Panthers are out of the QB market now. They're out of the QB market. They're out of division. They're out of conference. I mean, it's all the right pieces for the Panther or to the Panthers to make a trade to the Patriots. Correct. Um, uh, Matt Jones. Look, this is not a knock against Matt Jones. He's just, I don't know. A, I honestly, I just feel a little bit blah about him. Yeah. And, um, and, and look, I, I looked up some numbers today on uh, starting quarterback or uh, first round quarterbacks. There's been 47 first round quarterbacks in the last 15 years. And uh, four of them in the top five, uh, as far as top picks, there've been four in the top five that have won a championship or an MVP Four in 15 years. So that either says that top five pick is overvalued or it says that winning a Super Bowl is really fucking hard to do. Yeah, that it yeah. takes all 53 guys on the roster or however many, 62 now with your new offensive lineman or whatever it is. And also depends on who your coach is. And it depends on your coach and it depends on your division. And it depends, I mean, it depends on so many goddamn things. The Patriots went on a dynasty run because their division was garbage for so long. Yeah. It's, and that's, the quarterback said, okay, I'll take less money. Yeah, and that, that is huge because a lot of the times you see you see these quarterbacks take big money. Cough, cough, Russell Wilson. Exactly. And then they can't pay the other positions that are there to protect or help uh, when you're on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, If you're paying a quarter of your money into one player, that really limits what you can do in the other places. We should probably go through these a little bit quicker because this guy is going to have a four hour episode by the yeah. time we're done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see. I see Mac Jones. If if Fields goes to the Niners, Mac huh. Jones will go probably to the Patriots because the way they structured that their offseason and spending one hundred twenty four million dollars mm -hmm. in free agency is not conducive to a veteran quarterback contract it has to be a rookie contract. Correct. All right. Next up, we have got projected right around the third round. Kyle Trash, QB, Florida. Seen projections for Saints, Vikings, and possibly Patriots. But that would be if they actually like Cam Newton or not. Yeah, and I've even seen uh, – I've seen some Colts. I've seen some Steelers projections. Um, you know, honestly, I like the Steelers for him. Um, it'd be nice for him to sit behind uh, 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 Big Ben. Big, Big Ben, ben. douchebag. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, but uh, the hard thing is to project where he's going to go and what he's going to do. Um, I, I don't project him as a starter this year, no. unless he ends up the route of oh, what was the guy that started this year that wasn't supposed to Herbert, uh, Herbert, Justin yeah. Herbert, unless you know somebody punctures uh, Dr. Gravorkian's uh, Ben Roethlisberger's yeah. lungs, which yeah. I'd be I'd fall in 
Shakira's tribute, um, then, uh, then, you know, he's probably going to sit behind somebody uh, for a year. Uh, I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he needs a little bit more development. Um, And uh, I think we all like him. I think we just think that he is not likely a starter this year unless by accident. Yeah. He's, he's going to play the backup role and it's going to be one of those, let's see if you can compete in camp. I mean, Chicago might try for, you know, if they can't get anyone, because, you know, Andy Dalton isn't the answer. Um, Colts might, I think you'd see the Colts doing it because as a re- assurance is like, okay, if Wentz doesn't really pan out like yeah. we want, yeah, maybe we can develop this guy. So sure. it's going to be a development. Sure. Hopefully yeah. go somewhere with a good quarterback coach. There we go. Next up, we, I think, have consensus number two pick, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. I haven't seen him play very much in college. I think the only game I watched was the Coastal Carolina game. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts? Yeah, he's uh, he's got, like I said, he's got an exciting uh, game tape uh, as far as hype tape goes. Um, it, it gives the impression that he's a, a highly mobile quarterback. His rushing numbers don't exactly flush that out. But, um, look, he's, he's talented. He's accurate on the deep ball. Um, he's got a few things that he could – uh, uh, work on, um, look, Jets are, I think we're all, uh, on the same page as the Jets yeah. are going to take him. Yeah. The um, Jets are going to take him. The Jets need a few more position players, um, yeah. to help him this year. Cause what they currently have isn't enough. They're going to have to draft a running back or they a wide receiver. To. I mean, really they need to draft a running back. Like that Probably, might actually yeah. be, I mean, before the trade of Darnold, that was their primary need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually, I was higher on Darnold than they are. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be, uh, he's going to end up there. Um, he has, uh, he has potential to be a mobile quarterback that can score a lot and put you in a top 10 position. See, my, my comp to him is Brett Favre. Yeah. Is he, 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 he's watching his, his tape and some of his, his pro day is he's that gunslinger. He has the, he has the confidence and the charisma. Mm-hmm. He has no problem throwing the ball into really tight windows. He has the arm to do it. Yep. And he's similar in, in the mobility of like Brett Favre, where he would just escape the pocket just enough. To, I mean, he's always trying to set and throw like the ball Russell down the field. Wilson too now, which yeah. is now, which is uh, the, the, the second generation or Aaron Rodgers too. Or like, Aaron Rodgers is scramble to see a guy open, not scrambled like, Lamar Jackson to get up field, but scrambled to find a guy open. And um, that's going to be exciting um, for uh, a number of, uh, you know, diff- I, I was pretty, I was pretty hopeful that the Jets wanted uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Cause I've kind of gotten tired of his bullshit, but um, uh, I, I, I kind of had hopes for Russell Wilson to go to the Jets and for us to get the number two position and pick up Zach Wilson Um uh, I'm obviously okay with Russ Wilson um, staying my quarterback. That's a really nice floor to have. Yeah. Um, Long term, though, Zach Wilson's not a bad comp to him in terms of scramble ability, deep ball accuracy. Um, he's got a few fundamental things. He's got uh, a little bit of a footwork problem, but I think he can work out. By the way, um, uh, Tim Jenkins uh, uh, is a guy to follow on Facebook or on uh, Twitter. He's a QB coach out of uh, I think Colorado. And uh, he's got some great tape on uh, Zach Wilson and a lot of these guys about how to break them down. Um, I think he's going to join our podcast here in the next couple of weeks sometime. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, Zach Wilson's a good, a good player. I could see him being a top 10 his first season. 
but only if he's a rushing quarterback and you don't know that. So I'm not going to trust him as my starting quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not I wouldn't him as be starting starter. him in the first few weeks unless we saw something from him. In preseason. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Next up, we've got interesting quarterback Trey Lance from NDSU. I've seen yeah. projections for Denver, 49ers, Carolina, and Atlanta. Yeah, he, he reminds me kind of how he, he's probably the most raw but probably the highest upside of yeah. them. He's a little bit unknown because he's, you know, coming from what is it, South Dakota? I mean, like, uh, yeah, it's, it, he has the arm. Uh-huh. Um, the same way kind of like Colin Kaepernick came out of Nevada and you really know who the, who the hell is mm-hmm. this dude, mm-hmm. but he had the, the ability to rush. He's an extremely mobile quarterback. And, um, but the mechanics and the reading coverages and stuff like that, he only has one season for us to really look at. Right. So and if he, in a division in, in, in a conference that is not exactly elite. Right. And so how can he, how can he perform against elite players? You don't know. Um, I get in some place where, where they can develop him. That would be the best spot for be him phenomenal. Sitting somewhere where he can develop a little bit. He's in the top five. I mean, he's, he's, he won't make it out of, of out of the, I don't think past the 10th pick. Probably not. And I would imagine somebody like Denver or maybe the bears or somebody are going to yeah. trade in trade up into it to get him. Yeah. Would be my suggestion. My thought. Yeah. Moving away from quarterbacks. We've got tight end from Florida, Kyle Pitts. God, I want this guy. I'm so bad on my team. He's, <laughs> I, I've seen quite a few things about him possibly being the best player in the draft this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, if not the best, he's, he's number two. Yep. Um, Honestly, I think there's no way he makes it past pick six. I think he is either going to no. go to the Bengals or he's going to go to Miami. I, I yeah. see. I see. If the all the scenarios go the way we think, someone trades up to the number four spot huh. and gets a QB. Yep. Bengals. I think they have Burrow in their their ear. They're either taking Chase uh-huh. or Penesul. Yeah. Yeah. And Dolphins have. have been on record that they Pitts even said the Dolphins called them and say hey we're going to talk to you later and my personal philosophy of offensive line is about the most important position beyond uh, uh, beyond quarterback uh, says that they're going to go uh, they're going to go Penesul and I think they should for for his sake and um, uh, but uh, there's no way there's just no way that Pitts gets past Dolphins. No, uh, there isn't. There isn't a single pair chance. Him up with Gesicki is going to be just too much of a dream come true. They've got a talented uh, quarterback. Um, they've got depth at wide receiver. They've got. I mean, they've got. They've got all the pieces for this to be a dominant, dominant offense. And Pitts honestly has the ability to be the number one, not only re- tight end this next year, but he could end up being the number one receiver. Like the right opportunity. For like. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's like you went into Kelsey. Madden yeah, and Kelsey, created Kelsey. a player. Like, I'm going to take right. Kelsey and Megatron. We're going to make them have a baby. And we're going to put him in the out, tight end position. Out pops Pitts. Yeah. He, I don't know where his ADP is going to be this year. What would you guys guess that his, with an unknown, let's say that he lands at the Dolphins. Let's yeah. let's let's predict the Dolphins. If if he lands at the Dolphins, where do you think his draft? If I'm sitting at, at, at my turn at 10, I'm taking a running back in him. You're going you're gonna to take running back at 10 and – in at 11 at two one okay so in a redraft in a redraft in a redraft yeah, yeah it sounds like it, over travis kelsey yes now that's de- Are you being a little bit of a homer right now well no so because be not not because of homer because he has 
the innate ability to be able to be at tight end and he plays out wide. So like guys, it, I'm quickly realizing that I'm drinking all this alcohol here and I haven't had anything to eat today. Perfect. This perfect. Is getting fun. Um, <laughs> I'm getting silly. In reality, outside of being a little bit of a homer, cause you know, I'd love to see that is he's probably going to be easily in the first four rounds. I doubt he'll make it past oh, the yeah, third top round. Four rounds yeah. for sure. Yeah. I have third no round at the latest. Yeah. I think. Yep. I still think that most uh Kelsey and Kittle will probably go before him. Yeah. I think so too, because they're safer than him. Yeah. Um, it, it depends on where he lands. There's so much unknown with him still. Yes, he where, will where be would, a beast. Where but... would you draft Waller? Uh I would draft him in the honestly, because he did so well, maybe third or fourth round. Right. I think uh, everything I've seen is Pitts has the, as the concept there. Uh, everything I've seen is that he has the innate ability to be right off the bat as good as Waller. Wow. That's a pretty safe floor for uh, his inaugural season. Uh, I think I looked at Travis Kelsey, uh, his uh, uh, first seasons um, and he started and uh, I think he started his first season injured and he had like an injury designation going into like he was going to be an, an injury prone player. Um, and then he came into the first season, got injured in the second or third game, maybe even preseason. Um, and so he ended way late uh, as far as rank goes. And then his second season, his third season, he ended eighth. And then after that, it's been on a run of number yeah. one tight end after after one number one tight end. You know, what he's had the last end. three seasons. Yeah. Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before that, he didn't have Mahomes. Yeah, that was, was still yeah. the number one uh tight end. And so that's the that's the ceiling for this guy. Kyle Pitts is the ceiling is Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. If he lands to the right spot, he's gonna be fucking amazing. Yeah. All right. Moving on to receivers, we've got Alabama's Jalen Waddle. He uh, he is probably the most dynamic wide game changing wide receiver in yeah. the draft it, it, a lot of people comp him to Terry Hill he has that instant acceleration he yeah. goes from zero to full in like one step yeah and but he you know everyone the Raiders came up and drafted Henry Ruggs at 11th last year and Waddle is as fast as he is and a way better receiver yeah. and route runner is he a bigger guy than uh uh he's not a giant guy but I think he's like Five ten, six foot, something okay. like that. So, okay. um, so he's not Tyreek Hill size, but he has Tyreek Hill ability. No, and this year was down because he had an ankle injury. He had ankle surgery, yeah. but he still made it back into the championship game and limped around. But sure, um, I, I, I could see him going in a bunch of different spots. Um, he might go ahead of Devonte Smith if yeah. a team really likes him for for his speed and his punt return ability the upside with with him is uh, uh higher than uh than anybody else the floor of him is maybe lower than the next guy or the next guy it'd be the i think the same way tyree kill goes he'll blow up for you know seven catches for 200 yards in the first half and then the next game will be one for 15 sure 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 but he it's it's that mismatch and pulling coverage yeah, if he if he lands at Detroit, he's going to land at the Detroit or uh, probably Chargers. Um, if he lands in, uh, you know, with the Chargers, he's a start immediately, right? I yeah. mean, yeah, um, with Herbert, if, if, if anybody else, he's probably draft him and sit him and wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard with, you know, positional players in first year. This last year was really good for rookie wide receivers. Um, but um, so far, it takes them 
two or three years to yeah. develop. Yeah. Normally, yeah. Next up, we got Jamar Chase from LSU. You won't make it past the Bengals. Yeah, and if he if he gets to the Bengals, he's going to the Bengals. Um, and uh, and and if he gets there, you're gonna play him right away. In- instant, Look, instant. Uh, you know, when you have that relationship connection. already built with yeah. the quarterback and uh, the wide receiver, uh, it it skips past the first year, second year hiccups of yep. um, uh, uh, what am I trying to the word but whatever they they have the relationship already they're gonna they have the trust there you go and taylor kind of they kind of designed their offense similar to how lsu was running it so it'd make it easier for burrows yeah which if jamar chase steps in instant connection and there he's burrows was on a tear before he got injured and so uh we like him for this next year too uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good season and if you see chase go there pick him up take him I think, you know, back to Waddle, if if Cardinals could get Waddle, that would be really freaking entertaining to see. Yeah, sure it would. Yeah, uh, yeah Jamar Chase, uh, uh, his floor at the Bengals is probably a wide receiver two. His floor is a wide receiver two. Yeah, absolutely. His ceiling is wide receiver one and probably top five. Yeah. First up, we got the other Alabama receiver, Devontae Smith. Uh, so how I see it playing out is if for some reason – both Chase and and Pitts are gone. They'll take Devontae Smith. Yeah, say say Falcons take Pitts. Uh, Chase is gone. Yeah. Dolphins are taking uh, Devontae Smith. Otherwise, I could really see him going to Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Philadelphia is going to be a really interesting offense this year. Um, you know, you've got, a, you've got an organization that's a little bit new. Um, uh, the, Philadelphia is sort of, I don't know. It's the unknown of the league right now because the franchise seems to be holding players back um, more so than, say, Adam Gase might be. Maybe. Or along the same lines yeah. as Adam Gase. Maybe new coach, and maybe now yeah. the new coach is in, maybe it'll be a change. Of- yep. Jalen Hurts is um, the shit. And so uh, as far as fantasy goes, so, uh, you know, if he's there, uh, if Devontae Smith goes there, I, I like him. It's going to be an exciting offense. And he already has uh, – you know, history with Devonte Smith. Yep. So, yep. Feels good. It feels right there. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens though. Next up, we got Purdue receiver Rondell Moore. Uh, I feel like I watched him in his breakout game, which he went off against Ohio state. That was probably his best game. Yeah. 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 Um, kind of underrated wide receiver, but I yeah. mean, phenomenal talent, uh, great route running. It doesn't have the top, like the breakout speed per se, but I, uh, it's, Extremely elusive. Yeah, that's what I, think I saw. We all see him as more of a round two wide receiver. I see him more like a like a, 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 a Tyler Lockett or a Doug Baldwin role, where he he could end up with a lot of volume as that quick guy, yeah. not necessarily that fast guy. You know, the top end yeah. speed guy. Cardinals round two, Packers. They yeah. God knows they needed wide they receiver need, two. They need wide receiver two like nobody else, man. It's it's insane. If Devontae Adams wants any value this year, it's gonna be if they draft if they draft a yeah. wide receiver two. He'll be a fun player to watch though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I've seen some drafts where he falls in the late first, but most drafts I've seen him in the second. Second, yeah. Yep. yep. That's about his peak. His peak, his peak is round one, but um he's a day he two just, guy, but that's yeah, he won't make it past the second round. Moving on to running backs, we got Clemson running back Travis Etienne. 
I know Frodo is really big on this guy, right? Uh, n- not as big as I am on some other ones. Yeah. I, he has absolute home run ability. Yeah. But my questions is durability and can he handle the workload? Being a smaller guy. Smaller guy only carried at, at the most carries in college was 20 carries a game. Okay. But he really worked really hard on his receiving ability this year and caught considerably more passes, which, you know, that translates great to fantasy. Yeah. Uh, uh, a receiving back is fantasy gold. I mean, that's honestly, it's, it's, it's exactly what you want there uh, mm-hmm. in most leagues because most leagues are half point PPR yeah. uh, and, or uh, full uh, point PPR. Um, I see him going to the jets. I think that'd yeah. be a great fit. They need a running back. I think yep. they have P Ryan there. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the, the infinity they- gauntlet which is gore anymore Gore's, uh, moving on if he's playing at all this year. Um, yeah, no, I like him. I also like him at Denver. Um, if he ends up at Denver replacing uh, Philip Lindsay this year, because yeah. they lost him to, I think Houston. Um, I don't actually remember. Yeah, where Houston. Houston. Um, so uh, that would be a good replacement there. Uh, Melvin Gordon being the primary back there is going to get injured. Um, yeah. So you need to have somebody else to take those third down uh, uh uh, plays and uh, ETN. ETN. If he would have come name. out last year, he probably would win the f- number one quarterback overall, but it's just running it, back. Yeah. 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 Um, but he held out. I, m- my favorite running back is Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know running backs very well in, uh, uh in you will, guy. you will once he gets a league. We'll league. Yeah. 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 All right. Lastly, we got Alabama running back Najee Harris. Oh, you'll be happy with this one. I I see the Steelers taking him. He'll if he's if there's any running back goes in the first round, it's going to be him, and it's probably going to go to the Steelers. I think you're absolutely right. I think it would be a great fit. They got to replace James Conner. Um, Nagye is the guy to do it. I think he's and I super think he's smart. A much better replacement for James Conner. Yes, yeah. if he if he lands at the Steelers, I would be tempted, and I say this with full contempt for the Steelers. I would be tempted to take him. Um, as as one of my running backs in the league, and I can't tell you how big of an endorsement that is. Yeah. Um, when the Yeti is talking him up, like, "Hey, don't sleep on Najee Harris." This yeah. Guy's a real when deal. Derrick Henry says that uh, that this guy is pretty good, you you gotta fucking listen to him. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it, one of our notes that we wanted to say here was that any running back that gets drafted out of the draft doesn't matter which round they get yep. drafted in, if they are projected to be a starter. You play them. A seventh round pickup at RB is going to be a starting an RB one in fantasy because if they are starting, if they're starting, yeah, yes. because because uh, you, the opportunity if you get two hundred carries, which is uh, a, a safe floor for a starting rookie running back, he's going to be an RB one mm-hmm. for sure, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So um, so keep an eye on who gets drafted deep in the league and how they come out of training camp. All right, switching gears to uh, some trades that happened this offseason. Like, exciting ones. Yeah. I'd like to get your thoughts on how you think this these trades would impact these players' fantasy value. First off, we've got Matthew Stafford to the Rams. This one I hate. I fucking hate this trade. That's just because you're in the NFC West. Exactly, because this is such a good move for Matt Stafford. Like, this guy just got a massive upgrade across the board. The Rams got an upgrade across the board. Everybody at the Rams is, uh, uh, I mean, Cam Akers gets an upgrade because Matt Stafford threw to the running back so much last year. I mean. um, And you don't have to move your pocket like you did with Goff. You can can do traditional. And Goff, known as a play-action passer, 
um, was pretty good. But you know who was better in play action last year and who threw more play action? Matthew Stafford. Matt Stafford. This dude's a fucking beast. And he's tough as shit. Do you know who broke uh, played with a broken back? Oh, Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. This guy's, honestly, I, I, I can't hate this move enough as an NFC West fan, um, but as, as a Seahawks fan, but as a football fan, I absolutely love this. This is exactly where he needed to go. He's going with a top offensive mind. This guy's a top 10 quarterback for sure with a top three quarterback ceiling. And people will probably sleep on him until later rounds. You can, this is one of those late round quarterbacks you can snag and can absolutely, absolutely. dominate. Yep. You're going to pick this guy up in the eighth, ninth, 10th round while everybody else spending fourth and fifth and sixth rounder picks on, you know, your big guys, your, your, your Josh Allen, Josh Allen, yep. you know, all these guys. Um, and you're going to you're going to sit back and you're going to outscore one of them with uh, with a 10th round pick on Matt Stafford, because this year he performed so poorly next year. Lights out, man. I yeah. guarantee you, Matt, Matt Stafford, I will put my mortgage on it. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I won't do that. But uh, no, this, this is a good one for everybody. I, yep. I really I really like this. Every positional player on the Rams gets an upgrade for sure. Yep. Uh, on the Lions, though, with uh, Jared Goff. I'm sorry, at, Detroit. At best, you get as good a production as you got last year. Well, and they lost. Yeah. To exactly. Their two main wide receivers. Yeah. All they have is Quint, uh, Quintus Cephas yeah. or whatever his name is. They still have Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, and they have DeAndre Swift, and that's where their offensive. Hawkinson, <clears throat> Hawkinson and uh, Swift are my two guys that I'm playing over there in Detroit. But other than that, um, yeah. That's about it. Um, and I don't feel terribly confident in that. They're yeah, in a total rebuild. Yeah. I always said that Matthew Stafford was my most underrated player just because yeah. no one talked about him because no one cares about the Lions, and nor should they care about the Lions. But- true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Carson Wentz to the Colts. Yeah, I like this dude. I think it's a great spot for him this to is- land. It's There's no place better for him to show – whether or not he is the broken player that everybody said he yeah. he, he was from last year. He's behind the best offensive line probably in the NFL this next year. Certainly in his career, and yeah. um, and that's a big deal. Um, he's had a good def- uh, offensive line early in his career in Philly, uh, but they've been so hammered by injuries, yep. and then they've lost their key players because they've been extending their old players. Yep. It just it doesn't that organization is a mess. Um, it, it might be, it might be the, no, Houston's probably worse, but Philly is pretty close as far as organization uh, goes. Um, I, I like Carson Wentz a lot this year. This, this is going to be a sneaky player in the back end of your, uh, uh, your draft where you're going to pick him up and he'll be a top 10 quarterback. Um, uh, it, it, I really feel confident in this guy. I think yeah. that this was a, a bit of, I think that this was a combination of, both uh, uh, organization failure to him and bad luck and the yips. I swear to God, this guy's got a little bit of the yips and um, uh, an elite offensive play is going to be it. I know they lost their left tackle, but they still have probably their best, their best offensive line this year. Um, I, I like Carson Wentz a lot. Um, I don't know about the players around him. I mean, but you have Jonathan Taylor, Neam Hines. You have Michael Pittman outside. Uh, T.Y. Hilton came back. They're probably going to draft probably in the second round or something like that, and um, a slot wide receiver since they, you know, yeah, they just need some depth there. I think the Colts stole him. Honestly, I, yeah. I I know that his contract they took on a bloated contract and that sucks, but um, 
they had, but, the, they had the cap space to do it. They exactly. had the cap space to take a risk on it. And um, this is the best fit for Carson Wentz that could possibly happen. If he doesn't succeed here, then it's over. he's done. He'll be out of Game the NFL. Over, man. Yeah. yeah, I have the same thoughts about that. But I think he'll at least give them the same production as Philip Rivers did last year. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think his floor is Philip Rivers, and Philip Rivers kept them competitive this last year. Yeah. Which, by the way, goes back to my original conversation about how important the offensive line is. Um, the offensive line makes a team. Um, so, you know, whatever. Anyway, that's it. I'll get off my podium now. <laughs> Moving to a handcuff. What do you think thoughts about Carson Wentz's replacement for the Eagles? Jalen Hurts at quarterback this season. I personally love his potential as a fantasy quarterback. I put him on – I think that his floor is – Think Blake Bortles Jaguars, where you've got a bad team with uh, uh, with an exciting semi-mobile quarterback. Um, he's uh, he averaged, I think, 68 yards a carry or a game uh, in the four or five games at the end of the year. There, he averaged 0.75 touchdowns at the point at the end of the season last year. Um, this guy, you know, you extrapolate that over out over a regular 16 season, not even a 17 game season. This guy is going to be a top 10 quarterback for fantasy. And this brings me around to my point of bad NFL doesn't necessarily mean bad fantasy. Right. In fact, it could mean great fantasy. And this yeah, guy's he gonna could be, be a, he, he could easily be a top 10 if 100%. they are constantly trying to get back into a game. And yeah. with the way that the Eagles have been playing and their organization has been run, I know they're under a new coach this yeah. year, but I don't see them completely turning everything around right. with less players, the new NFC, players, yep. and the all NFC that. East so. is going to be really fun this year. I it think will be interesting. It's going to see. be all of these bad teams that came together at the beginning, at the end of this last season, and said, "All right, we're all going to upgrade everything this yep. year." And um, uh, and 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 they're going to. It's going to be fun. I I look. I would pick Washington to to win the uh, the NFC East, but I wouldn't be surprised if any of them, literally any of them, won it. It's going to be yeah equal parts bad and good, and that makes for fun football. Right. All right. Next, we take a look at a trade that happened either late last week or early this week. Sam Darnold to the Panthers. This was exciting. Like, I thought this was a big deal. I thought maybe the Jets would trade out of the number two um, and take their uh, uh, and take and, 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 and keep Sam Darnold because I feel like all he's needed is not Adam Gase to fuck up his entire goddamn career. Um, but nonetheless, uh, he'll be all right uh, in, in the Panthers. Uh, it's hard to know exactly what he'll be as far as fantasy value goes. Uh, they've got plenty of offensive uh, uh, power. Um, they need to draft more wide receivers, though. Darnold showed flashes, not this last year, year before, especially in the season. He would, he, I think he's a very good quarterback. And I yeah. think, I mean, coming from the Dolphins where we had to deal with Adam Gase and look at Tannehill, um, uh, Kenyon Drake, and who's the other player that left? Um, oh, because it's Patrick. And, oh, yeah. I mean, Dude, all these I players. Mean, look, Adam Gase is the black hole of suckage. Like, he yeah. just, he just he takes all the talent from everyone like a snap from Thanos. Like it's just incredible how much that guy can take from people. Um, and, and and Sam Darnold, I believe, is a victim of that. Now yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that the Panthers can give him the development that he needs, that give him the 
they can design a, an offense around him to relieve some of the pressure and nobody's well, better to do that than his running back. That and, and just the overall talent he has around him is much better than anything he's dealt with sure. in his yeah. career so far. And he's still a super young guy. He is his only one's third year, 24. Right? So yeah. he is super young in his career. He could easily still be a franchise quarterback yep. for the Panthers. And you've got solid players all around him to help elevate his talent. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC. I yeah, mean. Robbie Anderson, who he already has rapport with. Yeah. So uh -huh. it's just, I think this is one of the best spots he could have landed in leaving the Jets. I think he's fucking thrilled about this change. Like, honestly, I, I feel really good for him. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be a good year for him. Yeah. I think it is good for him to be off the Jets. I always thought he was a good quarterback, but mm -hmm. I'm biased to quarterbacks that are drafted in the class with Baker Mayfield because I always wanted him to be better than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so good at doing commercials, but he's not throwing the ball. That's true. <laughs> His commercials are pretty good. Um, I think it'll depend a lot on if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy too. Yeah, for sure, true. For sure. And Which usually has. He, yeah. He's been very resilient. He's had a, he had a rough year, and I believe pretty – pretty solidly that they kept him out with last year, not to tank the season, but to ensure in, in acknowledgement that look, they're not going to yeah. be competitive this year. Let's keep our number one asset safe. And, yeah. and that was the smart move. Yeah. Um, uh, I just lost the name of the coach down there. Uh, ja Rule. Ja, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Um, uh, ja Rule. Ja Rule. <laughs> ja Rule is Murder. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like, uh, I, I like, his potential down there. This is this is a really good fit. Uh, Sam Darnold is not a starting quarterback this next year, um, but he's in dynasty. I'd put him on my bench in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would have no problem taking him as a, if you could do a draft strategy where you literally take Sam Darnold as your last pick, yep. and he could be starting for you. Absolutely, True. absolutely. As long as he scores you seventeen to twenty points a game, you're good. Yep. Yeah. All right, switching gears. What player do you think will improve most from last year? The ones I thought of was Kenny Galladay because he's not on the Lions. <laughs> Chase Claypool just because he's not a rookie anymore and they'll start him throwing to him right away. Cam Akers because he came on at the end of the uh, season in the playoffs. Yeah, sure. Matthew Stafford because he's not on the Lions. <laughs> Jameis Winston just because he'll possibly be the starter. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen over there. Stupid right. Jason Hill. Yeah. <laughs> we got a little bit of hay for Taysom Hill around here for the for the fact that he just killed Alvin Kamara's uh, goal line work. Balance. But you know, in the important game, Alvin Kamara came through. Yes, thank yeah. God. And so, <laughs> even, uh, though I, even though they tried to fuck up his six <laughs> by by Taysom Hill running oh, it don't in, don't worry, his five touchdowns would have still killed have been me. Just fine. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, I like uh, I like this one. I think the I think. The, uh, Probably the biggest potential uh, for improvement from last year to this year is probably Carson Wentz, just because uh, you can't go much lower. The, yeah, he was at the. I think he ranked thirty fourth out of thirty two quarterbacks. Yeah. Um. And uh. And this next year, he's going to have an offensive line, offensive weapons. He's going to. I think he's got the potential for the best comeback this year. Kenny Galladay does too. Just yeah, as yeah. long as he stays. That's a really was, good call. It was all injury, yeah. but. I mean, he now is legit number one. 
it all depend on whether or not Daniel Jones can actually be a solid quarterback. Or, Daniel or, Jones, he has a good deep ball, though. Right. I think Daniel Jones is very comparable to uh, uh, um, uh, Sam Darnold in terms of the organization might have been might have been held, yeah. holding him back. This last year feels a little bit rough to hold him to that, considering he didn't have the number one offense offensive weapon with Saquon Barkley. This year is going to be a good year. Uh, for his development, and um, I think that's a great call having uh, Galladay as yeah. uh, as a comeback player of the year. I like Carson Wentz. Um, I know you like Zeke as a comeback player of the yep. year. I know you don't like Zeke personally just right. because you have an aversion to. I don't like the Cowboys. Cowboys at yeah. all. Um, but I think there's no way he doesn't not improve with Dak coming back. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. team in a whole will have to improve with Dak coming back. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just read his note. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what my note was about the Texans. Oh, about the yeah, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a pretty good note. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, no, uh, uh, Zeke Zeke is going to bounce back this year. Um, he, I, honestly, I think that Zeke is going to be a great steal this year at the back of the first round, beginning of the second round. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be down on him, um, thinking that this last year was indicative of his actual talent. Look, it's really hard to be. Uh, a running back um, that's the focal point of the of the offense when you don't have a quarterback right unless you're cmc yeah if you're cmc you're gonna score 25 points a game regardless of who's fucking throwing the ball or that's true. running you're good you're solid what players do you think will regress the most from last year i have jared goff because he's on the lions possibly <laughs> Roethlisberger, because he's old, and he went considerably down at the end of the year. I have Tex- yeah. rape, you know. Texans players and Saints players that aren't Camara and uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Michael that's, Thomas had a down year. Michael yeah. Thomas had a down year. Again, I think that 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 this year uh, he'll he'll be better. I'm not sure. I'm taking him uh, overall. You know, for first, second, third yeah. wide receiver overall, but. I, I see Justin Herbert as taking a step back. I don't think he's going to finish. He's, he's still going to be good. Yeah, he slowed down towards the end of the year when people started to get a little tape on him and were able to. Yeah. Look, we love Justin Herbert around this shop. Um, I am personally, uh, uh, most of the world doesn't know who the OSU Beavers are unless you're talking basketball. Um, but uh, 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 Herbert from the Ducks is sort of like uh, Roethlisberger from the Steelers. I, I'm supposed to, I'm bred to hate this guy. And yet I like him. I think that he's going to be really successful. He had a good year this last year. One of the best rookie years, if not the best yep. rookie year. Yeah. Um, he's going to have a little bit of regression. He's going to. He's, he's still going to be a solid quarterback. Though. He's going to be a top 15 quarterback. He's just not going to be a top 10 quarterback. This his year. play right. outshines his offensive line, which is, which is atrocious. Yeah. So he, he played really well under pressure this past year. I think it just takes a slight, and I think he needs to grow the hair back because he looks like Sid from <laughs> Toy Story grown up. Sure, sure. Uh, Devontae Adams is also going to take a pretty bad hit. Um, his uh, only because you can't you can't just throw him the touchdown the the touchdown eighteen times a year. Um, he had the highest touchdown percentage or highest number of touchdowns uh, as a wide receiver since Randy Moss in two thousand seven. I mean, I mean, like he's just not when the Patriots that. were unstoppable. When yeah. they were unstoppable and. Th- then Brady threw, I think, 52 touchdowns that year or something like that. Like, look, it's he had a great year. He had this is his second year in a row being the number one wide receiver, I think. Mm-hmm. And he'll be a, a, a high end wide receiver this year. 
I think the Packers are finally going to listen to Rodgers and they're going to draft him some talent around him. I got to hope so. But not in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. And the only other person that we really think that could like possibly really regress from last year, and it all depends on who the quarterback is. If Taysom Hill becomes the quarterback, the starting quarterback for the Saints, Alvin Kamara is going to take a hit as far as his value. He might even fall as far as 15th you know, uh, yeah. best running back. Cause he's a good runner, Yeah, but all of his fantasy value comes from. It's the same uh, skill set that Taysom Hill has. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so the, uh, the, my only hope here is that if Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback, which honestly, I hope he is because I like Taysom Hill a lot. He's really exciting and he has halfway decent talent there. Um, I, I, my only hope here is that now within a full off season, of building a playbook around Taysom Hill, Sean Payton can build some plays back in for uh, 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 for Alvin Kamara and where he actually gets the ball rather than Taysom right. Hill always think, having it. Think, think about Taysom Hill and his in his reps in on the practice squad. He on the practice squad or uh, running offense number two. He's never throwing to the running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, should. because Kamara is the number one running back. And so he's always playing with squad one. So squad two, you're throwing to your receivers, your second, your third, your fourth best receivers on the league. So, or in the yeah. team. So I, I do believe that the ceiling is still just as high for Alvin Kamara with Taysom Hill as quarterback, but I think the floor Drops. is bottom, bottom, bottom. He's not safe anymore. Not bottom, bottom, but like bottom for him. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. I'm yeah. not drafting him in the first round if Taysom Hill is starting running. No, back. that's why I'm on the fence of on, on my keeper in our keeper league. Uh, I'm on the fence. I haven't decided who I'm going to keep. I might keep Jonathan Taylor in place of Alvin Kamara, depending if Taysom be, Hill. That would be really, yeah. really smart. At speaking as the guy with like the number eight pick that could end up with Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I said maybe. <laughs> Honestly, if my choices are Jonathan Taylor or Alvin Kamara, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like Taysom Hill a lot as a player because he can play three positions. Uh, can he play quarterback that well? I don't actually know. Yeah, playing quarterback is probably his worst position. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a great player in NFL standards, but yeah. translation to fantasy is he's mm-hmm. so exciting to watch, and I get why I get why New Orleans loves him, like yeah. the town of New Orleans. Absolutely. Loves him. Uh, going back to Herbert's haircut, I think it was pretty bad at first. But yeah, I think it. I think it looked really good in his rookie of the year uh, photo. That yeah, right, right. I don't think I saw that. Was it all fluffed out? <laughs> I didn't I'll have to look it up. Good. All right. What do you think the best teams to draft a player from this year would be? Obviously, uh, w- when it comes to fantasy football, um, your 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 high efficiency pass offenses. So obviously you've got KC, you've got the Rams with Matt Stafford in there. Um, You've got Tampa Bay. Those are obviously, there's a ton of targets on those teams. Yeah. But then you also have teams like the Bengals. Yeah. That are not great on defense by any means. So they're constantly trying to stay in games and what Cowboys Falcons. Exactly. Where they, they could not stop anybody on defense. So their offense is constantly having to throw the ball. It's the old Blaine Gabbert. That makes your offensive players, huge standouts, even on bad teams. You can have great players. When Joe Burrow was still in there, 
uh, T Higgins was a great play yep. the whole first half of the year. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I so think... it's, it, it's your high, your high output offense or, uh, passing offenses and especially ones that have bad defense. Yeah. That's obviously your best, your best, uh, combination of the two, the Falcons, uh, were a little bit difficult to predict which receiver was going to receive the, uh, the most that game. Um, but the Falcons were, or, uh, uh, you know, when Dak was in, um, the Cowboys were really great examples of elite offensive play. I mean, top end offensive play and Bad defense. terrible defense. Yeah. And, you know, just like the Texans, that's lottery, except that, you know, well, I don't, I don't want to get into the Texans right now, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the, that's the problem with, or that's the, that's the best combination is elite offense and terrible defense because they're always playing for win. They're playing to the bell. 2019, not- 2019 bucks. Like with what, yeah. Um, Jameis Winston just yep. you know 30 for 30. Jameis Winston is about the perfect example of a of a uh, a, a, a quarterback who is not an elite quarterback but is a great fantasy option. I don't know if he's top five every year that he's played full season, Pretty but he's close. close. Yeah, he's and, close. And, and nobody's ever been like, oh, he's like, you know, if he he's took gonna- the, the 30 interceptions away, then just took it to 10. That's even better. <laughs> exactly, right. exactly. The reverse of that, what are the worst teams you think you draft players from? Oh, my God. So, right now, Texans, for me, is the biggest one. Um, They're a dumpster fire hurling towards a supernova, a fucking clusterfuck. Like, they're just terrible. Um, Bill O'Brien. And you don't even know if they're going to have their quarterback. That's not even counting the fact that their quarterback is now – um, 22 allegations and oh my god like i just don't even know what to do about that like he's got 18 people that have said that he's a wonderful you know client as a masseuse and then he's got 22 people that says that he's probably gonna you know fuck them and he, they don't want it um so it's it's you don't know what's gonna happen all you know is you don't want any piece of it mm-hmm. um, you don't want to you don't want a running back um you don't want a receiver because they got rid of their they don't have a name anymore oh wait where's yeah. he at? oh he's on the dolphins now. he's on the dolphins yeah now. so um, so, so if you don't have a receiver, you don't have a uh, running back and your quarterback is probably at this point going to not be starting. You don't want a piece of this business. Like, no. te- like the, the Texans are a mess and they honestly would have been a mess if none of this shit happened with, uh, 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 Deshaun Watson. Um, I just, I, I, I'm very frustrated with this because I, I felt like there was, I was very much on the side of Deshaun Watson in this. Uh, uh, grievance that he had with the Houston Texans. Yep. Yeah. Um, you ship off his best player and, mm-hmm. and you constantly trade out people that are supposed to be, you know, to build the team and build a team around and, and, um, oh, and, and on all, uh, on top of all of that, you're a black man in America with an openly racist owner. Like you can't help but just hope that this guy gets in his new team and then all of this shit comes to light and you're like ah fuck i like a guy that's also a rapist damn it bill cosby all over again so um i just got cosby yeah and the, uh, you know nike dropped him yep nike dropped, Beats dropped, him. dropped him yeah 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 it's uh it's hard you don't you don't know exactly uh you know we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast but it, you don't know you you feel like you have to you have to believe the victim until they're proven wrong um, and with eight or 22 victims now, alleged victims, you have to believe that a certain percentage of them, even if it's one, is correct. And if he's and if he's molested or raped or whatever, attempted, yeah, uh, one person, 
then fuck that guy. Throw him in the jail. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care how good of a player he is. Um, it's, 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 it's off. So I don't want any part of the Texans. Um, I think you'll like this. We don't like the lions either. No. Um, lions are also, we're, we're not drafting anybody from the lions. No. Yeah. Cause at best Goff is, uh, the same as Stafford this year. Um, uh, as, as Stafford was last year. Um, and, and we don't think that that's the case. We think no. that Goff is absolutely a step down and all numbers flesh that out. Um, also of course, if, if Adam Gase touches a team, just stay away from him. Yeah, yeah. If he just happens to live in Jacksonville, if he's don't on trust the yeah. if he's on the scouting squad, yeah, no shit, no shit. If he's coaching a high school team and that team's relative is a player on a certain <laughs> team, even if it's a defensive player that you're not even playing, I still won't touch it. That guy is just fucking the worst. He's the yep. apple, a- absolute worst. He's the only. He's the only reason that we have a censored button on yep. our podcast. Yep. True story. Not to make light of sexual assault, but I'm going to proceed to do so. Uh, you- <laughs> yes, my dog, dude. All right, go ahead. Have you seen that? I don't know. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. But there's this photo since the Steelers played the Texans last year, and it's after the game when Ben Roethlisberger is talking to Deshaun Watson, and like the caption is like, "It's nice to see NFL veterans passing on advice to the young guys." <laughs> 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 oh, 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 that's hilarious! So good. <laughs> They're sharing Pinterest ideas. <laughs> He's so worse. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Right. Any any uh, anything that starts with I don't want to make light of is it's, probably pretty funny. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna like it. Yeah. So moving on to final thoughts. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Look, fantasy football is not for the fan of heart. Um, it's if you're a fan of football in general, if you're a fan of whether it's your high school team, whether it's your college team, whether it's your NFL team, if you're a fan, um, it's it's a great way to start uh, continuing that fandom into the rest of the league. But at the same time, it comes with a price, and that price is hope. Like we fucking we've all won some championships, but Mm -hmm. we've all lost more championships than we've won. And it's, it's fucking heartbreaking. Is it as heartbreaking as, I don't know, let's say uh, Butler intercepting the ball on the last offensive drive of the Seahawks in the Super Bowl? Maybe not so much, but I thought you uh, said you were over that. I am completely over that. Can't you tell by my demeanor Um, (laughs) and, you know, cut marks, Uh, the, uh, the problem is, is that uh, every season starts anew and you feel like you've got hope again. Yep. Um, and, and you feel like this next year, I've got it. And this next year, you could have it like you had. I thought I had it. All the way through the season. <laughs> I thought I had it. And then you're fucking dead. There, uh, there because is Alvin Kamara uh, goes for six touchdowns in a fucking game. That was yeah. so fun to watch. Yeah. Sorry. For you. It, honestly, it was. after like <laughs> touchdown four, I was like, just keep giving it to him. Because yeah, at this, this point, point, yeah, at this point, I just want to lose so 100%. bad, and he just yeah. needs to get them all. Um, there's nothing like before fantasy football. Like I was an avid Dolphins fan. I only focused on the Dolphins, and then I got into fantasy football like a long time ago, uh-huh. and made me start watching other teams. And then uh-huh. I start. I just liked 
the NFL in general. Right. And exactly. you, you start getting avid, like, okay, oh, great, this game, uh, we'll watch this matchup because I have a couple of players going. It makes you more in, you're more interactive with the whole league as a whole. It makes it where it doesn't matter what game is on. You're watching it. It's entertaining. Yeah. Exactly, um, exactly. There is nothing as exciting as draft day. Sure, I sorry. love draft day. I love draft day, uh, fantasy draft day. Yes. Um, and this year, because uh, Rick and I specifically have expanded to dynasty leagues, um, the offseason has been pretty exciting too. I care more about the actual NFL draft um, and uh, more than I ever have. Um, we're, uh, in fact, uh, next couple of weeks, we're going to cover the NFL draft. Um, we're going to live stream uh, the first round of the draft um, at Fun- Fantasy Unclean. Um, on, uh, I think we're probably going to end up doing it on Facebook because uh, that's uh, we don't have a YouTube channel and I don't want to start one because I don't know. Fuck you guys, I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, so we're going to do it. We're going to do a live stream of the first draft. Come hang out with us. It's going to be fun. Um, and then after the draft, we're going to have uh, a couple of episodes on uh, the impacts of the draft and where these guys ended up landing at. After that, though, this is the part that I'm most excited about on our, on our off-season podcast is we're going to have a couple of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, educational, you know, uh, if you haven't been in fantasy football or if you've been playing in standard leagues or you're just getting into it, this is the episodes. These are the episodes that you're going to want to listen to right. because this is, this explains all the, all, all, all the strategies behind PPR, half point PPR, uh, you know, uh, you know, the different platforms we want to use that we've used that we haven't used the research tools, the draft scratch that we've used. Um, and, um, honestly, this is, this is the sort of podcast that I wish that I would have found earlier in my, uh, in my, in my fantasy, uh, uh, career, because look, I like fantasy footballers. Like I've, I've listened to a lot of their shows. Um, but the truth is, is that they, they talk about it as if everybody's at least not an expert, but they talk fantasy football. Like it's, uh, like you already know everybody's uh, on the same level fantasy 101 like you've already done fantasy 101 and now you've got to take fantasy 105 um and and that's the problem so this next couple of weeks after the draft we're going to have a series on uh how to uh, how to build your league yourself what mm-hmm. type of league to build and we honestly we strongly suggest doing two different types of leagues two leagues a redraft league or a keeper and a dynasty league mostly because that means you get to play play fantasy football year round in dynasty mm-hmm. i love trading and i'm 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 slinging deals left and right this off season trying to build my team better and one of the beyond uh, a different note one of the best things about fantasy football in general is your connection with other people oh uh, so stupid screw this guy that's fucking hallmark start shit. We i don't care yeah Fuck yeah, yeah i'm gonna go hallmark right now okay I'm go hallmark. all right if you have a well-established league, you create your shit talking and flicking shit and, and sure. gloating yeah. and is, is absolutely glorious. And you create amazing friendships. I started working at a motorcycle dealership. Didn't talk to a dude ever walk by. You like football? Yes. You want to play fantasy? Yes. And now two of my best friends I've ever had. And we're doing a fantasy football podcast. It's, it's honestly, it's a really good, it's a really good thing to do because uh, most friendships uh, are uh, most good friendships are built on hatred and sarcasm and and sarcasm. Right. Um, And that's where we're at right now is we, uh, you know, most of the time we really like each other. And whenever it's draft day, we fucking hate each other because that guy just took my, the guy that I was going to take. Yep. Yep. And then it's always nice to like, you know, 
when you absolutely hammer someone into the ground. Like, hey, do you remember play your players this week? <laughs> just, just remember though that that fantasy belt that you you're wearing around your, uh, your I'm not wearing belt. it. I need to add an extension. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, you mean holding it over my shoulder? Well, that fantasy belt first. I, I was her first. I guess. And yeah, I have a picture of that. First. I have a very picture of that, and that it's I messy. can't unsee. It's a little bit obscene. It's but, a lot you know, of it obscene. <laughs> if we do an in-person draft this year, my I am putting that on a T-shirt. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah that's the photo that should not ever hit the internet because it will break the internet and not in the right way not in the not yeah, in the kardashian way. way so many tissues dude honestly alex dude we've really enjoyed being on this show uh we appreciate you having us man um you've been really fun to talk to uh and uh, uh we look forward to the rest of your show you've, you've got a really good podcast that we've been listening to uh, ourselves and uh man we're just really happy to grow this community very much so all right, I'll leave you with this. You're probably not going to necessarily like it, but uh, <laughs> did you see when the uh, Cardinals signed Malcolm Butler? They tweeted, oh, it's nice to get a guy that already has an interception against the Seahawks. You, sh- <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. You shut your whore mouth. This guy, I swear to God, like, if they don't have – okay, so you remember when the when the Saints got got into trouble for targeting and ransoming, you know, all yeah. of their – I swear to God, if the Seahawks don't have something on that guy's head, I will lose it. I'm putting money out there right now. I don't have any money. I don't have a job. I have a podcast that doesn't make any money. I will put $1,000 on that guy's ACL. <laughs> Why would Russell Wilson was like, hey, you need to get my office line. Fuck you. Those right to Butler twice a year. I, I don't doubt on it. The one, on the yard line. <laughs> on the line. Yeah, no shit. I guarantee, I guarantee against the against the Cardinals, they're throwing away from Butler uh, uh, within the red zone or they're running the ball. Yeah. Especially if we end up with, with Richie Sherman, which we might end up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I heard he's going to the Jets. Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard that yet. Mm-hmm. All right, to wrap it up, it's been nice talking to you guys. Have a nice one. Yeah, brother. Take care, man. Take care. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Out of Our Own End Zone. As a reminder, we can be contacted on social media at Out of Our Own End Zone on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, we can be listened to on any site that podcasts can be heard. Once again, the team at Out of Our Own End Zone would like to thank you for your listenership and have a nice day.